Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jared Waters, two-time wrestling champion, uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, yeah, two-time wrestling champion in uh, high school. It's not about my awards and my stats. It's about what I'm doing now. Right. Uh, host of the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. We have a lovely guest on the hill with us, one of my near and dear friends of over three years. Yes? Yes, over three years. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Laura. Hi. Uh, What's up? I'm going to add in a little applause break when I say your name. So they oh. people like, bap, 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 bap. So they won't hear the applause. They could. But I mean, they won't hear me say hi. They're going to hear you say hi. We're going to keep um, all this in here. Great. You, have, you, may, you don't even need an applause. I don't need an applause? I'm applauding you right now. Hold on. Great. Yeah, I was like, why does the audience get the applause, but I don't actually get to right. hear the applause. Right, I'll give you that a personal applause. Great. Welcome to New York City, madam. Thank you. Uh, you currently live on the West Coast, yes? Yeah. What area? In Los Angeles. You moved from the Bay Area to Los Angeles. I moved, yeah, well... Last time, I think you were in Oakland? Were you in Oakland? <laughs> Um, I was in Oakland, yeah, three years for three ago. years, and then I moved from Oakland in June 2018, and I traveled until May of 2019, and then I went to school in Massachusetts for two months over the summer, and then I moved to L.A. Yes, you'd moved to L.A. Before yes. we go there, because you traveled the world, you literally... Mm -hmm backpacked around the world in 2019 correct because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i was like where is she going and it's yeah. like every everywhere every post was like a different country and i was like wow yeah let's go back before we met let's talk about where it all began <laughs> uh where are you originally from where do you uh, call home where were you born i was born in deerfield illinois which is um, a suburb of chicago oh really mm -hmm. two-parent household one parent what was that like two-parent household um and my mom was divorced before and she had my brother and he lived with us for a little bit and then she had me and then my sister who's 16 months younger than me you're the middle child i'm the middle child like yeah. j cole really yeah he has a song about being the middle child what's the song like i'm always curious about middle children and their experiences i used to be the middle child and then what happened my sister was born and there was four of us. Uh, well, you're still the middle child, no? No, that's that's not that's an even number. There's no middle in the even. You're being so technical about it, though. But like, I'm not the middle. I'm but you're still the middle of something. I'm not, unless my parents have another. They're in their fifties, so maybe it could happen. My mom's eggs are still good, so yeah, I could <laughs> be the middle. No, I couldn't. Then my sister would be the middle. Yeah, but you're okay. So you're the second oldest. Second oldest. But you're still in the middle of the oldest and the none of them. Next one. Yeah. Four is not a prime number. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> if we're talking about the middle, <laughs> it's just straight half. I used to be a middle. Now I am. Two no. is a prime number, and there's no middle of that. What is a prime number? A prime number is a number who can not be divided. Whose multiples are only one and In itself. itself. Okay, so I'm an odd number. <laughs> four is not <laughs> four is not an odd number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three. odd numbers have middles, yeah. I think. Does nine have a middle? Yeah. yeah it'd be five. Four on yeah, this yeah, side, yeah, four yeah, on yeah. this side, yeah. five. So right. Michael Jackson was not a middle child. Were there nine children in his family? Yeah. 
So, he, but he wasn't. He was, he was six. the youngest. No, he was. Yeah, he no, he wasn't. Randy was it? Randy, and then his mom had Janet. Is Randy younger than Michael? Randy's younger than Michael, and so is Janet. Janet's younger than Michael as okay. well. Okay, and then Michael had two older siblings. Reby. Uh huh. Reby. Uh huh. Latoya, Jermaine, Tito. Okay. Uh, Tito. Reby, Latoya, Jermaine, Tito. Jackie. Jackie. Marlon. Marlon. Michael. Michael. Randy. Randy. Janet. Janet. Nine kids. Holy shit. Nine kids. They were moving back then. When I asked if Michael Jackson had, like, if there were nine siblings in that family, I honestly was joking. And you just named all nine of them. That's an amazing task that I have, right? Yeah. That's uh, how... Like, useful is that skill, knowing all of his siblings. It's very useful. Really? In case I ever see Rebe on the streets, I'll know Rebe is the oldest. She sang background a lot of the songs. Oh, wow. If you ever listen to some of Michael Jackson, he goes, Rebe, stop and listen. <laughs> 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 There's like one of them was yelling, and there was a movie. There's a movie called... <laughs> the Jackson Five, the American, the American family, the American movie or something, mm-hmm. used to come all the time on VH1. Movies that rock, VH1. The movie <laughs> was like five hours long. Kid you not. Whereas like they're talking to like, <laughs> it's like Michael Jackson's getting a spanking because he left the the towels in the pool. <laughs> And his dad's on. so his dad comes home and he's sitting there in the pool and he picks up the towels and goes, Michael, Marlon, you're gonna get it. Did you leave the towels in the swimming pool? <laughs> You've never seen that movie before. I've never seen it's five hours long. It's lo- it's long. It's like a, it's a TV series. It's just a documentary of their life. It's a mo- like the mo- it's like a movie of like uh, like an autobiography. Like there's real actors. The dude, the little boy who played the Lion King, who played Simba in the Lion King, young yeah. Simba, the original one. He was uh tj's brother and smart guy he oh played michael God. jackson okay so he plays michael interesting and they, sh- they, they go all the way up until michael goes solo <laughs> so it's like the jackson five store i'll send wow. it to you i know yeah i knew that was coming actually because um <laughs> this is not the first time you've offered to send me a video and i've rightfully so assumed that you would send me like a link to the video but no you actually mean you're gonna send me the fucking whatever vhs or dvd because when we first met you're like you've never seen hook before you had never seen hook you before. had i've no, seen it. that's I'd my favorite it. movie i'd seen hook before what movie haven't you seen i was like i'll send it to you was it friday night lights i don't remember it must yeah it could have been friday oh yeah because you didn't get any of these references i was like booby miles and you're like who's booby <laughs> I was like, booby miles, you want to spin, put booby in. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was before I realized that you were just going to say a lot of things that I didn't understand. <laughs> so people can't understand the truth, man. It's too hard for them. People can't understand the ways of the force. That must be really frustrating for you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. People get it. People. Oh. Sometimes I think when people don't know I do stand-up, they don't understand if I'm either joking with them or being serious with them. And mm-hmm. I like that. I like mm-hmm. where no one can tell what's going on. You just on. You just have to trust that I know where I'm taking you. Do you think that people like laugh more when they don't know what's going on? I think people laugh more when they mm-hmm. just think this guy's so funny, but we don't know what he does. Right. They're in the I in the back of their head. They might think I'm a comic, mm-hmm. but they don't know. And sometimes when you think a person's not trying to make you laugh, you laugh a whole lot harder than someone you think is trying to make you laugh on purpose. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
Because when I'm around people who want to be comedians, I know they're trying to make me laugh. Right. And when they're trying to make me laugh, I'm not going to laugh on purpose. Well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. You're not going to laugh out of politeness. That doesn't do anybody But any I feel good. like a lot of people in authority get chuckles because there's someone in authority. Well, I think also people want to laugh, so maybe their standard for laughing. How many times have down. you laughed at a principal that wasn't funny? A principal? Or someone in authority that made a stupid joke and you just had to laugh because they're laughing. Um, I mean, all the time. A lot. You're dating, yeah. so, I mean, when you were dating, you probably have many guys try to make you laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah. This guy's crazy. You're oh crazy. Oh, my God, no. Can you pay for dinner or what? Like, <laughs> are we splitting this bill? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Another story about your mom? <laughs> oh, that's like a constant thing with men on first dates is they all make a joke, and I won't know that it's funny, or I won't know that they're trying to make a joke, and I'll just watch them, like, then start to laugh at their own joke. And I'm like, oh, now I'm tapping in and this is supposed to be funny. I'll try to laugh. See yeah, I think that happens a lot, especially. <laughs> I know when someone's trying to make me laugh, I can tell when a minister is trying to be funny. I can mm -hmm. tell if anyone's trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. So that's why I try not to tell people that I'm stand-up comic because they're just going to walk up to me and start telling me funny stuff. Right. And I was like, I'm a professional. I know professional humor. I can see if you're telling me a joke, mm -hmm. not even a joke, a story, I'll get a story. Because you're literally telling a story that happens to be funny. Yeah. But if you're trying to make me laugh because you think I'm always on, I'm just like, okay, get away from me. Right, right. That just, makes sense. Just stop. Yeah. I mean, anyone trying to be funny is not actually funny. But um, but I think it's an art of letting someone be funny who's being funny at the moment. Like if I'm in a circle and I know a guy's trying to be funny, I will laugh at his jokes harder so he could seem impressive to mm -hmm. the women he's trying to impress. It's always the women that he's trying to impress. Or the men, whatever he's doing. But <laughs> if I know, like, I know when I was in college, I had this friend named Benjo. He is a funny guy, but he wasn't a stand-up comic. But I would tell, like, when he's on, I would fall back so he could be the funniest person mm. in the room. Mm -hmm. But he knew when those lights came on, there's only one comic in the room. And that was you? At the time, yes, before I met, like, other comics. But at the time, I was just like... But we're like a good team. Like I know when he needed to be funny, I would mm -hmm. write a lot of plays. And he was like a really great actor, so I would write funny stuff for him so he could shine. Mm -hmm. But he was always a nice guy to be like, oh, Jared wrote this. Yeah. Jared oh, he would give way. you credit for that. Yeah, he would say that. So he That's was a good guy. Nice. Good guy. But at the same time, I know that it's the art of not of knowing when to your timing. Well, when you go up on stage and you become like the comic in the room with the light on you, do you ever feel like well, this is me trying to be funny. Um, do I deserve a laugh right now because I'm like kind of asking for it? Do you ever question yourself? The only time I ever question myself is like brand new jokes, but even the jokes that I think that are brand new, I know they're funny. Not saying I know they're funny. I know like the idea if they understand. For example, like I've been working on like a new joke about about like Will Smith, and I know that if you don't understand the references, mm -hmm. you're not going to, catching right but my whole goal is to just making you aware of who will smith is so you can understand the humor even if you don't know the specific movie you're like okay mm -hmm. i get where he's going mm -hmm. but it's a weird thing sometimes i can see it i think with like eight years and seven year eight years in like i kind of know what i'm doing yeah but in the beginning <laughs> i would have those thoughts mm -hmm. like oh man are they gonna laugh at this right did anyone see this movie or like Oh man, am I trying too hard to be funny? 
like that was I found my when I was in co- I found myself doing it. Sometimes you can yeah. hear yourself being loud and that's when I would stop. Right. <laughs> like if I hear myself talking too much, I'll just fall back and not say anything. Yeah. You have to have a lot of self-awareness, I think, to be That's what I learned, self-awareness. Yeah. Just like knowing, like, this isn't the time to be funny. Right. This is the time everyone's being serious. But if I know there's a moment where everyone's serious, I'll break the ice. Mm. Either well, I'll pretend yeah, like I don't know something and people mm-hmm. just start laughing. And they'll be like, I forgot what, when we're in Israel. So I was like, like, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I said, yeah, he was so great in Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> and this is before the new Spider-Man came out. And they're like, yeah. what? I said, yeah, the first Spider-Man, he was great when he was hanging upside down, kissing mm-hmm. people. And mm-hmm. everybody's like, that's Tobey Maguire. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's Jake Gyllenhaal. And they were the whole time arguing. Jared, that's Tobey Maguire. I was like, trust me, that's Jake. I just spoke to him, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, I know that's something they could say. It's like, oh, you remember that guy was talking about Jake Gyllenhaal the whole time? <laughs> that breaks the ice. I have no problem sacrificing that moment to break the ice for people. Wow. Because I know they're all nervous about everything. Yeah, yeah, I think that you're... Um you're a martyr in that way, just sounding dumb so that everyone can laugh. It's I wouldn't great. say sounding dumb. I was sounding just like <laughs> I would never I don't think humor is dumb. Like Borat, I don't think that's dumb. I think that's genius. You think that's genius? I think Sasha Baron Cohen is a genius to pre- think people think that he doesn't know what he's doing, but actually the time he's controlling the whole situation. Geppetto. I thought that it was um did you just compare him to Geppetto? He's pulling all the strings, yeah. I mean, I th- I don't believe that he is dumb. I didn't believe that he was dumb. I believe that it was like a really um, lame attempt at humor. I like I didn't I didn't think that any of it was funny. I thought it was. You watched Borat and you didn't think nothing was funny in that thing. No, I couldn't get through it actually. And I was prime like toilet humor age. I was like thirteen or fourteen when it came out, and I was like, this is literally awful. I can't. When he was in that church. Yeah, we just have to agree to disagree. He went to I clown so. school. Actual clown school? Real clown well, school. Well, I'm not fucking surprised, so he man. Like, <laughs> so they said, he said like when he went to clown school, they would have Jesus. to come in front of the head clown and try to make the clown laugh mm-hmm. within like six seconds. Did he do it? If they don't, they send you back to the line. So he would go and then he would bomb. And then he goes, what do you mean? It's funny. Come here. And when he would argue, that's when people were like bust out laughing. It's like he's trying to argue his point. Mm. So you can tell like his humor is just like, Oh, come on and smile for me, pussycat. Right. <laughs> Jesus. And I think it's even if you don't think it's funny, people talking about it will make you laugh about how bad it is. Yes. So it's a genius to be so bad that it's so good. Well, it, yeah, it's genius that like people still talk about that movie. Um, and everyone talked about it. Like if they hated it, they loved to talk about it. Right. So that was like a genius act. Yes. So sometimes I know that if I'm inside any situation, Mm-hmm. I, I figure like this, I, being a comic is like painting a picture on like a blank canvas. You have to paint a picture no one's seen before. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they'll talk about it, because it's like, we d- we don't know where this came from. We don't know what he's, what, what did he just say? Right. And like, what, he just, no, he didn't just say that. And yeah. then that's the awkwardness that you have with a person. And someone else would be all like, yeah, he told me the same. And that's when they can bond to be like, oh, wow, okay. Wow. Yeah, he's Geppetto. He's genius. He's pulling all our strings, Pulling man. all the strings. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I like, I know everything I'm talking about. I just made you guys break the ice so you guys can talk to each other. Now you have something to talk about. This is interesting because, like, I think you're framing it in a way that's, like, comics want to know that they kind of have control over the room. 
you know and in yeah. that way it's like it's like empowering but it's always i feel like there's a stereotype that comics just feel shitty about themselves all some the of them do a lot of them are depressed a lot right. of them are but i think maybe because i lived a different life than any regular comic i've mm-hmm. lived in japan i lived in the netherlands i've lived in several different places around the world so yeah. i know what it's like within like 20 seconds to de-arm someone and be like hey i'm here to be friends right right and that's yeah that's part of your charm i think is that like you really come at every situation with like i know how to be friends with people and so i'm going to try these things and like you know um you're worth it like you kind of center on someone and be like let's just try to be friends and i'm gonna and never be in the center of attention i noticed that yeah so we remember the guys that were the center of attention and Mm -hmm. i was like they're gonna flame out didn't i tell you that too i was like watch them all flame out they're gonna flame out in israel yeah they're all flaming i said yep all their stories are gonna get repeated now yeah i said yep you gotta keep moving before we get to Israel, okay. Okay. So you're the middle child. What's mm-hmm. that like growing up as the middle child? Oh, I was, was parents strict? What was that like? No, I was never grounded. I um Were you a good kid not being grounded? I was a really good kid. I was very worried all the time. <laughs> About what? Like sh- growing up in Chicago, was it? No. The gang culture that got <laughs> you? <laughs> no, I grew up in a little white Jewish suburb. Um and it was very safe all the time. I think I was worried about upsetting people, about being liked, about making my sister mad because she was kind of a prickly pear. The older one or the younger one? I have a younger sister and an older brother. Older brother. Sorry. Yeah. And you guys um, are 16 months apart, so you guys are like pretty much raised as friends. My sister and I, yeah. I hated her until I was 18. I hated her. Um, we were she was awful to me and I was really mean to her too I was a bully to her but like we just never got along like um were you guys fighting for your mother's affection or (laughs) she every time I spoke to my mother she'd like ram herself in the middle and be like you can't talk to her she's mine (laughs) (laughs) what did your mom say at the time she's like what are my girls up to well she would just get really upset whenever we fought um like fist to fist blows, you guys would like scrap. Oh yeah, in I pushed her into the corner of a desk, and she had to get stitches in her oh eyebrow. Um, I would draw on the walls and then blame it on her. <laughs> yeah, this is some uh, Tommy Pickle stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, classic. You know, um, I think that was that a form of hate or a form of love? You know, for me, it was pure hate. I've never, I. I've never hated anyone like I hate her. And I know that I hate her because it's just never come up before. Hated her. Hated. Yes. Not anymore. Not anymore. Thank you for the, yeah. What about when you guys walked out in public? Were you like, I have to have my sister's back or just like F that? No, I was always embarrassed by her. Um, But it was because I was so focused on like being. Accepted. I was so focused on being accepted and being agreeable and wanting to like make everyone around me comfortable. And then Abigail would just like speak her mind because she's very just strong willed and gets what, you know, always kind of got what she wanted. So in this suburb, was it like rich kids that you were trying to impress? Let's go through that. What were you also like? Why did you want to impress people? Um, I saw what the culture was around me, which was like Jewish and 
um, yeah, I guess kind of wealthy and smart, um, going to college, had all the connections, yada, yada. And I noticed that like, I didn't quite fit in and my family didn't quite fit in, in that way. And I was like, there's like something what, what wrong What age did you me. recognize at 10? Like how old were you when, mm. you when you saw that around you and noticed your surroundings? Yeah, probably nine or 10. You just knew that my family's different. Yeah, we weren't as religious, like we didn't get invited to as many, you know, Friday night Shabbat dinners as everyone else. And um, I think that that I just internalized that as like, this is a problem with me and my family and we have to fit in. Was your dad not religious or your mom? Like both of them? Or? My mom was not religious. My dad um, kept kosher until like I was in high school. And then I guess all of a sudden it hit him like, wait a minute. I don't understand why chicken is considered meat if they don't, if they don't, um, make milk. You know that, you know that law, the kosher law. Yeah, you He's can't like, mix dairy and. You mm. can't mix the baby and the mother's milk is the whole idea, right? Right. And He's like, why is chicken included in this? Is this all a hoax? Like this is all bullshit. And wow. now he's an atheist. Well, first he tried bacon and now he's an atheist. He tried bacon then he went to be an atheist. <laughs> yeah. So um, you grew up going to synagogue. synagogue and and yeah. Well, what um, was that like? Like did you make friends there or was it strict? Yeah, yeah I, had, uh, I had a best friend. She's still my best friend, Rena, who lives in Israel right now. What age did you guys meet? When we were two at the park. You guys have been friends since two years old? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really good. Uh, and then, you know, we had like a whole crew and we would go to synagogue and then come over to my house and I would teach them like how to jump off the swing on my swing set in the backyard because that was like my superpower. Like, oh, I, oh, I'm the only one that has this knowledge, so I'm going to make a class and teach everyone how to do this. So that was my um, Geppetto moment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Yeah. <laughs> so with so with these group of friends, mm -hmm. how many times did you guys see each other a week? I mean, we went to the same same church, well, the same, same school. Same. We went to the same. Um, so you grew up with the same Jewish people school. pretty much till my high school. whole life. Yeah. So it's like boy meets world a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And it's boy meets world, boy meets world. No, that's not it. Riding down this road, what we call life. Is that the road theme song? Rest. Yeah, that's it. And it's boy meets world, boy meets world. I guess they put that in later, because I just started rewatching Boy Meets World, and they didn't have Maybe that. that's season four when Corey and Topanga started getting into me. Was that season four? I don't know what season. My friend has a whole, yeah, but... Uh -huh. uh, they have a whole thing. Are we supposed to talk about One Tree Hill? On the show? No, we that don't. We don't have to. Question. No, <laughs> no. This is uh, <laughs> this is like I review One Tree Hill when, when people are not on the hill. Okay. But this hill is f is for everything. It's for everything. Great, because I've never seen One Tree Hill, so I don't. I wouldn't. Oh, you know. should listen to the podcast. We're on episode three right now. Oh, of season one. Of season one. Okay, so I could catch up pretty easily. We catch up three episodes. Each week Great. we do an episode. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. So your friends, back to you. Yeah, thank uh, you. If you don't know, Laura likes to diverge from herself a lot. <laughs> We've noticed that about her. If that's gonna be she does make that a this lot, podcast but, really. But well. I'm right here to get us right back on track, folks. Great. 
So your friends, your whole crew. Mm-hmm. Isn't it you wanted to fit in, but you fit in with your friends? So where did where did the sense of like wanting to fit in come from? I'm sure I fit in with my friends, like on a you know realistic like this is actually what's happening level. But in my head, I never fit in with anybody. I was like, I no, you know, one of these days they're gonna tell me that they don't like me, or you know, I was after I saw the Truman Show, I was all fucked up. I was like, Jim I'm Carrey. in, yeah, I'm in the Truman Show. Um, Good movie. Yeah. And I think this happens to a lot of people. It's called like the Truman Show effect or something, but it really fucked with me. I was like, I'm convinced that people are just faking being nice to me. And um, Paranoia, so you're paranoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but so how did how did the your effect of trying to be wanting to fit in with that group mm-hmm. influence you at school? Mm. Or you saw the same people at school. So this whole... I think that at school I would have a few best friends and like we would have, you know, those moments where you just have real talk and you feel like, oh, I could just say things that are on my mind and they're going to connect with me. That's fucking crazy, you know, and I don't have to constantly be like conforming to people. Um, Was it a diverse school? Like did you have a lot of like different cultures or just straight? Jews, white Jews. White Jewish people. Yes. Why do you call them Jews? Like they're Jewish, right? Mm. I don't know. Is that not normal to call them Jews? I don't know. Sometimes it feels like derogatory when I hear people say it like that. And I was like, they're Jewish. Mm. I've actually heard that before, but only from non-Jews. <coughs> the oh, non-Jews maybe, will yeah. say, don't call them Jews. That's but that, yeah, that's your people. It's like me. Oh, they're black. I'm like, what did you call them? <laughs> oh, they're black. <laughs> they're African-American. Or black. <laughs> so we're, they're black people, yeah. Excuse me? When people say the blacks, I'm like, okay, he's uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been hunting people before. Uh, I think someone said that in a meeting one time. We're looking at our results. It seemed like the blacks are doing very well. And I was like, well, where is she from again? <laughs> Scandinavia? Wow, this is very aggressive, what she's saying. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Well, I when did you meet different people? So middle school, you didn't meet anyone different. There are no any black Jewish people inside your school. None. No Sammy Davises inside there. <laughs> no, I. No Drakes. Nothing. I didn't meet any um, Hispanic Jewish people. No, I. The first like diverse person I met was in a community theater show. I did my first show when I was in fifth grade with my whole family, and that was like the first time I met a gay person. Okay. And then there was like one or two black families in my um neighborhood and shall i ever speak and walk over there what did you ever like cross paths like hey yeah 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 so they were also in theater and then they also their two daughters were like around my sister and my age ages and so they did musical theater with us and then they also did they also swam with me um what's their names alexis and taylor Alexis and Taylor. So mm-hmm. you guys become friends. Mm-hmm. Alexis and Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, we were friends. And um, they came over to our house all the time. And Showed them how to jump off a swing set. Uh, no, I was past that point in my life. I was in early adolescence at that point. 13. Yeah, and we all went to Mexico together, our two oh, families. Wow. So that was cute. Yeah, we were close with them. Um, Still to this day or fell out of contact? Definitely fell out of contact. With yeah, s- with social media, I'm pretty sure you could reach out, right? Um, probably. Like a picture. 
You would like a picture? When people... Truth, oh, I could like a picture. You can. Got it. True yeah. story. I'm mm-hmm. going to get back to you. I went home in October. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. December? I don't know. I went home like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My lady is getting her wedding dress. So I went to go, and I went to my old room and started flipping through this yearbook. When you say home, do you mean Florida? Tampa, Florida. Come on now. Birthplace okay. of Hulk Hogan, baby. Hulk, <laughs> Hulk, birthplace of Aaron Carter, baby. Aaron Carter. Oh, I'll high five for Aaron Carter, Aaron man. Aaron Carter. He's guy. having a rough year, right? Yeah. AC. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> is that like his nickname? It's been a rough decade, maybe. Right. That's the time I beat Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> so, I looked through a middle school, maybe elementary yearbook. Mm-hmm. And then I run and talk. This is my old middle school best friend. I remember it was a white dude named mm-hmm. Joey. Mm-hmm. Joey Edgerton. Cute. And I was like, maybe I should look and see if I can find him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Find him. Uh, veteran. Mm-hmm. No hair on his head. And then I write him and I'm like, I don't know if you remember, but I'm Jared Waters. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you said? You didn't explain how I'm you gonna knew I'm going to pull him? it up right now. Yes, I think his name is Edgerton. Edgerton? He would know your name just by you sending him the message. Here but we you go, had here to. we go. You ready? This might sound weird, man. <laughs> but I think we both went the pathway way back in the day. And we were best friends. But you were called Joey. And my name is Jared Waters. <laughs> I said, if you don't know who I am, just F this message and pretend that you never saw it. <laughs> He wrote back, <laughs> I recognize the name, bro. How you been? <laughs> I said, what? Long time. How are you? Not bad. You're one of the first kids I ever met. Yeah, we're from different worlds. Oh, wow. Me and him, completely different worlds. Yeah. Joey. Is he still Joey on Facebook or is it no, Joseph? Joe. Joe. Joe okay. Edgerton. He grew up. Joe. They could probably call him Papa Joe. Is he married? Nope. I didn't see that. Does he have children? No kids. Wow. He managed to be a vet and not have His been mother married. was my teacher. Wow. Mother was my elementary teacher. Cool. And the other girls, they're like the principal's daughters. They had like a radio show in Goldsboro. Some, some yeah, some Goldsboro? radio Goldsboro? I'm a plug. I told him I'll, I'll plug their, I'll plug their uh, radio show. Oh, that's nice of you. I told him. I, was, I got the number of top 10 podcasts in the world. That's Come you. on. This yeah. is, that's this, what this, this is. podcast right here. Internationally recognized. Internationally known on the microphone. You dig what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. So back to Alexis uh-huh. and Taylor. Taylor. Mm-hmm. What was that like? I mean, two people from two different cultures. Yeah. You're Jewish. They're African-American, how mm-hmm. you say it, or black, however you guys say it. Um, I've been saying black, and I, but I, if that is something that is you don't feel comfortable with me saying then like i don't have to you might have to talk to alexis and taylor yeah (laughs) they might have a different opinion (laughs) they might have a different opinion that's true i should ask them but um that would be weird too to reach out and have that be my first question uh no i mean i think that we just got along with them i didn't for me it was you never knew that you were different did you guys look at each other like we're different yeah, I think that I knew that they were black and I don't Clearly. know that I I was never told like I'm you're a white person, Laura. I was told that I was Jewish, but like white was never like race was never a conversation for me, which is, you know, a lovely thing for a little white privileged girl to grow up with, right? But do you identify as white? Yeah. 
you are white. Yes. Yeah. But now I, yeah, now I do. It took me a long time. Why? To you just kept that. thinking that you were what? It just never occurred to me. Okay. Right? It was never something that I like, like I don't have race, you know, other people do. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. I always yeah. find it interesting the relationship between Jewish community and the black community mm, because yeah. during the civil rights, it was the Jewish people that when they get beat up on TV, that's when things started happening. Right. When Jewish people started getting beat up. They were getting effed up on TV. And right. then, you know, they're like, we cannot have white people beat up on CBS. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then they came down there during Selma. And then I'm sure Jewish people were like seen as kind of saviors in that way. Uh, I don't I don't know about that. No. Uh, I I was in, I don't know about the sixties, but I just know that yeah, I don't know maybe I don't know if that I'm I don't, I gotta about ask. how they were portrayed. They were know? portrayed as like allies. Yeah, I don't know, like saviors or anything. But they're more like these are the right. allies that were down in the struggle with me. They're down in the mud with us. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like amazing how that connection was back in the day. There's like Herschel. I forgot what this guy's name. I read this book about this rabbi that was marching with Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. and they were like pretty much cuffed together and he mm-hmm. got went to jail just like Martin Luther King mm-hmm. but it was just like Martin said like it was because of your community that came out and were beaten on TV and they realized like oh it's not just black people down in Alabama there's other people right right so I'm always curious about that relationship not curious but it's always very unique it is even in comedies like the Jewish and the black people relate to each other right it's like always talking about stuff like that yeah yeah I think that there is like a um in America, like I can't a, talk about different countries, but like in America, I'd notice that. Yeah, I mean, for me, like the history that I learned and that was kind of drilled into me was that the Jews have been persecuted for generations and generations, right? And we're the victims and we always need to be looking out for other communities that are being persecuted and make sure we're doing that, our best to help the world and all of that. Um, but it doesn't, I don't know when you grow up with only other Jews um, or, you know, just having so much privilege and a lot of wealth. Right. It's just like hard to really put that into practice or understand what exactly that means. Did you know you were rich growing up? Um, I never thought I was rich. We were never rich. I mean, no, I always thought that we were poorer than the other people that I hung out with. Because of the size of our house, because of um, my dad always you, complaining or? about money. I don't think it got to me. I think I was worried about asking for stuff. That's kind of why I never did. So I was like, I don't, I think it's going to stress out my parents. I want to make sure that I'm not making anyone mad. <laughs> did you get any good Hanukkah gifts growing up? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I got an American Girl doll once, which was dope. That was exciting. Was that a Barbie or? American Girl doll. It's like I don't know what that is. People keep telling me what it is, but I didn't get dolls growing up. But I was like, oh, Barbie. Someone's like, no, it's not. Did you want dolls growing up? I did not. No, you weren't into that. You were into action figures. Okay, like GI Joe. More like Batman, Superman, Spider Man, X Men. But I did have the girl X Men too. Oh wow! Did you have? Did you read comic books or was it just like the figurines? Comic books, everything. Cool. And I was big into wrestling. And right. One of my favorite wrestling wrestlers was champ. China, and she was a woman. Her name was China? China, and she was effing up everybody. Is that like a, 
was she from China? Nope, she was not from China. Was she Asian? Nope, she was not Asian. She was white. Oh, but she wanted her name to be China? I don't think these wrestlers have a choice of what their name's going to be. Mm. It's just whatever the gimmick works. She was a female bodybuilder. Okay. And this is the backstory now. She died now, but she was a female bodybuilder. She was a part of this rap, this not rap group, this group called Degeneration X. Mm-hmm. And she was this buff woman, mm-hmm. and she didn't talk a lot, and everybody just fell in love with China. She was just beating up people. First wow. woman ever to win a male wrestling belt. She so she belt. beat men. Yeah, she beat Chris Jericho. Wow. Okay. There's like this whole thing about like should she have? That's when they start making the females division because mm-hmm. of her. Oh, because they didn't want. To no, put they didn't that want to. But it was just like there's just more female wrestlers coming. Right. But she was like amongst. She was like the only one that wasn't a like like a like an actress. Like okay. Macho Man Randy Savage came all the time with his mm-hmm. wife to the ring, but mm-hmm. she nobody was slapping his wife around. Okay. But China, you would hit her around and throw chairs at her, and she would hit you back. She was a wrestler. All right, but how? But you're saying that she was kind of a real one, meaning like she wasn't just performing the whole time, or like wrestling a real is one, just performing. Come on, don't don't disrespect the men that put their lives out on the line for but, that. Okay, but they're it's true, no actors. They're actors. They're athletes. No, you said actors. <laughs> they were so was ball- so ballet's acting. They're considered athletes. Um, no, ballet Gymnasts is dancing. That's what they're doing. It's just choreographed dance. That's what it is. Wrestlers are dancers. Okay, they're performers. Performers. They're gymnasts. Right, but don't... Is it framed as a sport? People are dying and getting injured. Yeah, it's a sport. Because people can't make it to do wrestling. A lot of people get cut. Okay. Yes, physical performance and stuff. I mean, yeah, you have to be good at it. You have to be practiced. and right. It's like a sport in that way. Um, I think these are pretty are much how all of our conversations are in real life. When it's not a microphone, that's how this? You, yeah, we always debate. Yeah, <laughs> we <We're> just <laughs> going to like, oh, where do you think this is going? <laughs> I don't know how else to do this. Did you want me to like do no, something no, no, in just a saying, particular way? No, no, no. This okay. is how like it's a podcast is like. It's two people having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. What that's, it is? I mean, that's what I was hoping for. I was like, I like talking to Jared, so I guess I'll do it, but. It's her first podcast ever in life. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit nervous. But, but on the surface, you look calm and ready. Do I? To drop bombs, but you keep on forgetting what you wrote down. Yeah. Hopeless um, now. Snap back to reality. Yeah, I think Hope if there was a crowd rabbit. here, it would. Um, the chili from last night would probably come up onto my white sweater, so I'm <laughs> glad there isn't a crowd here right now. Uh, she is hungover. Would you yeah. say you're hungover? Yeah. And you're getting older, so your your choice of drinking has to slow down. I know. I had um I think I only had three glasses of red wine, but I was drunk after the first one. And once I'm drunk I don't stop, you know. It's a sickness. It was some wild times out there mm-hmm. in uh the Holy Land. Wild times. Um, not for me, really. Was it? Did we go out? Did we go crazy? We were in two separate Two separate Before things. we get to the Holy Land, we're going to sum this place up. So right. high school. So we no. finished high school. <laughs> Did you date in high school at all or you weren't like? Um, I No, it wasn't until like uh, senior year of high school that um, your first boys started. Ever. No, I didn't have a boyfriend, but boys started to like, I started hearing that people liked me, you know, and then I would like go on dates with people and I gave my first blowjob in, <laughs> in senior year and I threw up immediately. <laughs> So it's disgusting. 
<laughs> I mean, for a little, I was 17, right? And like this was happening all of a sudden. He like pushed my head down. I was like, oh my God, I guess like this is sexy. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Oy. Did you have a prom date? Did you ever go to prom? Yeah, or? I had a prom date. He asked me out by singing, um, I really love your peaches, wanna shake your tree. Do you know that song? No, keep singing it. Let me, maybe I'll hear it. Um, I really love your peaches, I wanna shake your tree. Yeah. Who's that boy? By uh, uh, Justin Timberlake? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm, no, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, Siri, who sings the song, I really love your peaches and I want to shake your tree? The Joker is by Katie Lang. That doesn't sound right. That's what it says. The love Joker. me, love me, love me. It was a big moment in your life. Clearly you remember this. When you <laughs> he asked you to prom like that. Ooh, baby, want to show you a good time. Did he do this in the cafeteria or just like, where did he do No, this? he did it over text. <laughs> what? <laughs> he sent me the lyrics and then I sang it to myself and I was like, That's What year cute. is this? Oh, eight? 2010. You graduated high school 2010? No, in 2011. Oh my God. Am I really young? No, you're 27, so you're born in 1993. Two. You're born in 1992. My mm -hmm. sister was born in 1992. Oh, wow. No, she wasn't. 91. Your I was born in 89. Okay. Cool. So you just turned 30. 31. Oh, in January. January 5th. Wow. I'm so sorry I missed your birthday. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But, you know, I thought <laughs> this I was the a, only one. I thought we were friends, but turns out, <laughs> guess not. You also missed my birthday, so I guess no, I this did. is a mutual When's thing. your birthday? You would know if you hadn't missed it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it in my phone now. When's your birthday? November 20th. Oh, you're a Capricorn. No, I'm Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was the perfect response. <laughs> November 20th, I'm putting in my phone right now. Yeah. How do you pronounce your last name? Tico. Tico. I said Tico. Tico. Yeah. It's in my phone. Look, I have it there. Your um, birthday. Great. Well, why didn't I did you wish you happy birthday. I no. just probably didn't text it to you. I probably put it on your wall. Oh, I don't go on Facebook. Facebook, anymore. yeah. So I did say happy birthday. It's on Are my you, phone. You're like a big Facebook person. Every time no. I go on Facebook, you're on. You're doing something new. Socially, I gotta promote shows. I gotta, you know, yeah. that's the way. But hopefully, I Is get so hard? big, I don't have to. Do you like it? You're kind of an old soul. I feel like you're. It's not your favorite part. I like making people laugh, and I know people laugh through like captions. Oh yeah. So sometimes I post like a funny picture or. I feel like it's a way, I'm big on family, and I'm big on communicating. So when I went to high school, I went, like, what, two of the high schools I went to was one in Japan, so everyone mm -hmm. in Japan that I communicate with, still to this day, I always check in on everybody like that. I've always mm -hmm. been that type of person. Nice. So whenever I meet someone, yeah, I'm always like, once we're friends, we're friends. Right. So I'm always checking in randomly. How's mm -hmm. everything going? How's your life? I'm always that type of person. Yeah, yeah. So I always appreciate that. I'm like, whenever I get a call from you and I'm like, I was not expecting to, you know, stay in touch with this guy because he's like living in New York and doing his own thing. And I haven't, I literally have not seen you since Israel, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I mean, it's just a lovely surprise because I feel like I don't put in half the effort that you do. And I always appreciate it. 
I always know when it's all said and done, when someone says, what would you say about Jared Waters? He's nice, he cares, mm-hmm. and he loves the people around him. Yeah. And that's why I want, because we were, okay, so we're just going to skip to it. We met in Israel. Mm-hmm. Three, you're probably one of the first people I've met. Yeah. Because they were hassling me in the airport. I couldn't get on the plane. Of course not. Because they thought I was like, "What?" So I go through, se- <laughs> I go through security. I, they said show up. They said show up to the flight three hours early. I'm like, "Yeah, what? Three hours early?" I showed up two hours early, and they hassled me for two hours and twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Was the plane waiting for you? When I got there, they pulled me off the plane again and went through my stuff again. What the fuck? Yeah. So when I got there, first they asked me like. Okay, welcome to blah, 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 whatever flight we're flying to. I was like, all right, cool. So, like, what are you going to Israel for? I was like, I will be working this summer for Talma. And mm-hmm. the guy goes, Talma is a milk company. <laughs> and I was like, I guess, I'm, I guess he didn't catch, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was messing with me. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm milking people. Yeah, yeah, I'm a milk dude. And he goes, stay oh, right here. Oh, you just kind of went with it. Yeah, I was like, yes. I oh, goes, no, fuck. I'm not. I said, no, it's a company where... We're teaching kids English, and he goes, "No, no, that's a milk company." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm pretty sure like 40 people have walked past here." And then and this girl next down. to me goes, "I'm going to Talma too," and she just walks off. Holy! And she shit. goes, "All right, I'll see you there." And I was like, "All right." So I only know one person, <laughs> the girls that goes to my school, and she's not going there. She goes, "I'm going to go two weeks later, because I'm finishing school." So I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, f." So I've <laughs> been lost in several countries before. I've been lost in Morocco. I've been lost in every country. So I'm not. I know how to play this game yeah. where they're just effing with you to see like how much you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, no problem. So we go through security. They bring me back out. He goes, let me see your flight itinerary. I was like, okay, this is where I'm going. Do you know where you're staying? Clearly I don't know where I'm staying because I right. don't know anything. Right. No, at the time. I was like, yes, I'm staying in Tel Aviv. Where in Tel Aviv? Can you give me the address? <sighs> I said, uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Go through another security guy. Another guy comes up to me. Man, has all these crosses on me and stuff like that. You know, I got my cross here. I yeah, got all I these crosses it. on. Yeah. And then they finally let me through. And then as I go through security again, they pull me back off the plane. I was like, what? And I was like, I'm about to just go home. Even though yeah. they paid for me to go to Israel for free. I'm like, man, this is hard to get out here. It's not worth and it. then I just finally said, I was like, do you really think I'm going to do something out of all the people? Yeah. I was like, what black dudes you know coming up trying to destroy something? They probably don't know any black dudes. Well, they're like, well, once I got past the second guy, they started being nice to me. Oh, that's good. And they're like, yeah, I was, I was making up stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my dad's Michael Jordan. They're like, what, Michael <laughs> Jordan? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent me here. <laughs> and after I started doing that, they started like laughing and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is my dad, Michael Jordan. Yeah, like Michael Jordan. I was like, yeah. yeah. You remember? I was like, I love kids, so he really doesn't like claim me and stuff. And they're like asking about Michael Jordan. He doesn't and stuff claim like me. Yeah, they're asking about Michael Jordan. Then they finally let me on the flight, and then that's when I got like more immersed because there are a lot of like Hasidic people praying the whole time. Mm-hmm. But they were like inside my aisle, so they're mm-hmm. like, "This lady had like seven kids," and I was like, "Where are the people that I'm supposed to be in <laughs> Israel with?" <laughs> then I mean, like maybe four people on the plane, but they're like kids jumping all over me the whole time. <laughs> Then I'm trying to record it on my phone, re- record the stuff, and they're like blocking yeah. the camera. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so then we go through security. That's where we met, right? Do we meet like we met at we the, met at baggage claim? In, yeah. Um, yeah, at the airport at Ben Gurion. They're like, oh, where are you doing? She's like, I'm here to teach. I was like, oh, me too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, where are you from? 
Yeah, when you told me um you told me you were from Florida and I I think I immediately thought that that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you're like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, Tampa, Florida." <laughs> and you had all these crosses on you. And that was that was like when I was like, "Okay, maybe this program isn't going to be so fucking lame." I think <laughs> I think when they, I think when they were they were interviewing me, they're like, so what countries because like when they were looking at my passport people were like breezing through it and i was like i was like, yeah like because they were trying to give me the typical like you've been in florida all your life huh i was like, actually i haven't no i've lapped the world a couple times right but you know this because you're looking at my passport <laughs> yeah i was like okay yeah <laughs> so i meet you and then i meet like adam mm-hmm. adam the goofy kid i meet adam yeah adam was nice so I was like, well, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going. Yeah. Then people just started falling asleep everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like people just literally p- passing out. I was like, what else? Are these people on drugs? What's going on here? <laughs> then I had to realize, I had to realize that we were like 12 hours ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the family next to me. So when we were on the flight, you know how like it's dark, but it's light. So our brains are like that so when i opened up mm-hmm. the blinds mm-hmm. everyone started yelling maybe this flight because everyone was <laughs> sleeping i was like, let me see what the let me see what it looks like out there whoosh <laughs> and everyone's ah, ah. and i was like oh sleeha sleeha <laughs> sleeha everybody sleeha <laughs> but it blinded me so i couldn't close the thing because i'm like blinded trying to yeah. close the thing and i was like all right well we're gonna have some fun mm-hmm. then we have what do we have dinner the first day um I don't know. I think they were feeding us a lot, like feeding us snacks throughout the day because we had to jump right into like whatever it is. We learning, were doing. yeah. So we jump in to like yeah. learning the curriculum and stuff like that. But people are like dozing off, people are falling asleep. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You land in Israel for the first time and it's just exhausting. It's just exhausting. But I was like, since I'm like a night owl, I was mm-hmm. like perfect. I was like, oh, this is nothing to me. F it. I'm up all the night owls. I'm a stand-up comic. I'm yeah, I think that's why I didn't hang around you like for the first day too much. Because I was like, this is a lot of energy for me. I was like, what up? Everybody <laughs> I, good? I can't match this at What's all. What's good, everybody? How we feeling? <laughs> I was like, how you feeling over there? Good? Yeah, trying to read the room. And everyone's like, who the fuck is this I was guy? like, everybody's just dead energy, everything else. I was like, yeah, we're in Israel, baby. We're in the holy city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we didn't connect until that night or maybe because i saw later. you were like <clears throat> i think you're like sitting alone i was like are you okay yeah you're like i'm just out of it <laughs> i was like dang i was like who hurt you <laughs> were you trying to be funny because i think i was i you're, probably you went into I this took that you took it seriously and told yeah. me this whole story about who hurt you and i was yeah. just joking and i was like well i guess i'm in this conversation for an hour <laughs> He like told me this long story about who hurt you, and I was like, "Oh man, I was just trying to be, <laughs> I was just trying to be funny." And he started telling me about your mom, and then we start. <laughs> it was like a two-hour conversation. Yeah, and I we mean, all started walking to the beach. Mm-hmm. Then no, I was like, I was like, I was like, can we finish this conversation? I gotta go buy a SIM card. Yeah. Then you went with me to go buy a SIM card, and then we like kept running into people. Mm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there was everybody running around. But yeah, then you start telling me about your mother, how, and I was like, this girl's kind of aggressive. You know, I was, I was thinking meeting the you, same very, thing about you. You like, kept you kept asking questions. This is like a podcast. So when someone starts telling me stuff, and I was like, oh, I just think she really wants to talk about this. And sometimes when I feel like people have holes in their story, I try to figure out the person already. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's where our like debates come from cuz you'll just you'll just jump right in and start saying things and I'm like that's no, this is not fucking where I was going at all. I was like, no, this is where it is. And you're like, right. no, it's not. Yeah, I was like, trust me, no, this is. You were quoting, you were quoting the Bible a lot too, like the Christian Bible a lot. And that's and where we like, debated everything. Yeah, you're I was like, like this cannot... is an interesting thing to talk about in Tel Aviv right now. But yeah, let's go with it. You came from the shul mm-hmm. curriculum. Mm-hmm. I came from the Old Testament curriculum. Is that not the same thing? Well, we go to the New Testament. You guys stop at the Old Testament. Right, so we don't call it the Old Testament. We call it just the Testament. The Testament. We call it the new one. The new, the revised revised version. (laughs) Yeah, but you're Jewish. (coughs) You're not Jewish. I'm not Jewish at all. But everyone thought I was Jewish. Well, yeah. The whole time they just like, they're like, are you Jewish? I said, I'm not. Sorry. But is that insulting to be asked if you're Jewish Mm -mm. all the time? No, I I notice every country I go to have a universal black face, meaning that whatever <laughs> yeah. the black people in their country are, I look like them. Right. So it looks like I belong there. Aye. So when I was in Morocco, same thing, asking mm-hmm. me like, "Wassalam alaikum." I'm like, "Salaam salam." Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, even in Cuba, people are like looking at me. Yeah. And I was like, I know y'all think I'm from here, but I am not. <laughs> every country I've been to, same thing. So you kind of, um, you have like a, s- like a space for yourself in every community, but that can also be like, no, I actually don't, I don't belong in with this group here, but you're just assuming that because of how I look. But I think that it's an art to belong anywhere because you don't want to stand out in a different country. Because when you stand right. out, that's when like trouble comes. So and it's that's always when you get good, treated differently. Right, to assimilate to people's cultures. But as I assimilated, that's what they're at. like asking, like, oh, he's here because he's Jewish. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> they're like, do you want to get a bar mitzvah? I was like, yeah, Jesus did it. Yeah, sign me up. I'll yeah. do it. <laughs> they're like, what? Yeah, 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 he did it. Gas me up. I'll do it, yeah. You totally had a bar mitzvah, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I have one. Was I there for that? I was totally yeah, there you're for there. that. Everybody was there. Yeah, oh, that was cute. I do remember that. they're just like, yeah, you're just going to have a bar mitzvah with all these crosses on? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> So we meet and we start because I was asking, I was like, who hurt you? And mm-hmm. then you just like went straight into it. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to be that you were tired. Yeah, probably. And then it was like right what was on your head. And mm-hmm. it was like the longest podcast that was not recorded <laughs> that we talked about. <laughs> because then Will walks by. Mm-hmm. We were big Will. Was it the Willie? Willie. The little guy. Willie. Willie. The little guy. I think I called him Big Willie. I called him the love machine because he was just out there. Oh, flirting with everything. So I when walked. he came, he goes, what's up, dudes? I was like, yeah. And then you were like, we're kind of like talking. Did I say that? <laughs> I was like, this chick has no filter. <laughs> no filter at all. Don't interrupt. <laughs> yeah. Because we, th- I think, because we connected, because we had to go on the same bus to go up to the north. Yeah. That makes sense. So then I was just like meeting people on the bus the whole time. And then I was like, okay, well, I know Laura already. Mm-hmm. I know that. But I was just like checking in, like, what's it like over here? What's it like over there? Right. And that's when we started. I was like, I know. I was like, I know. I was like, I think. I think. I, said, I think this is a love shack. <laughs> I said, like, everyone's just trying I, to. Were you getting that vibe? Yeah, dude. You like, picked every, up on that right away. I was. But like, the first time I stepped in, I was like, yeah, this is a love shack. Everybody. Did we talk about that? Yeah, I think that's where we connected. Cause I yeah. was like, 
I was try I was asking you, I was like, do you feel like an outcast? Right. Because you're kind of like very defensive when like guys are talking to you. And I was like, she either has like a boyfriend back at home Mm-mm. or she's just very like, you're very just like stop everything else. And I, I like, know yeah. how these fucking Jewish things work. That's all that, that is the motivation oh, like behind every single Jewish gathering is like to make Jewish babies, to mar- marry a Jew and make Jewish babies. And I'm just so fucking skeptical. And by that point I was like, I'm here to teach and are you skeptical because you've dated jewish men before or why are you so against like would your mother be happy if you married a jewish man yeah but um because you can't control who you fall in love with he just happens to be jewish right because right. you can convert into judaism you can control who you fall in love with uh no you can't i think you can how can you um because it's a conscious decision like i think that feelings can come up right but you can absolutely be like um i know this person isn't good for me um i know that like i have an attraction towards them but i don't need to um i know where this road will take me and i don't need to go down that road right or like i know what this is going to turn into and i could fall in love with this person but i'm going to choose not to i believe that that's a thing Absolutely. You allow that to happen. Do you, you can allow- sense it and then allow it to happen or not allow it. You know? I don't know. I feel like you don't, sometimes you can't control who you love. Mm. You don't think that? Um, sometimes. Some people you just love. You just either fall in love with their personality, you fall in love with the person in general. There's people you probably have blocked out of your life yeah. But you still have love for them and you always wonder like I wonder what this person's up to. Yeah. I think that like I've had crushes on people that I don't understand. Okay. For sure. But falling in love feels like a bigger thing. How many times have you been in love your whole life? Uh I'd say 3. 3 times. Mm-hmm. First one, how old were you? I was 19, 18, 19. Where did he come from? He was in um, college with me. I met him at a party. What did he say? His name was Jackson and... Five? No. Jackson... No. That's funny. That's great. <laughs> Gold. Uh, a call back to the Michael Jackson's where we talked about. Right. First group, the Michael Jackson. Thank so you. So he walks up to you at a party and says, what's up? Want to play beer pong with me? <laughs> you're like what's up yeah and then you know it was like back and forth bullshit cleverness whatever he was drunk i was sober um and then we hooked up and the sex was like better than what i had been having because it was like you know what i had been having sex for three months and it wasn't good obviously and then he was you know whatever nice um kind of and then we dated for like a year and a half. I don't know. Um, when did who said they loved you first? Who said? I did. Uh, what did he say? Nothing? Uh, it took him a minute and then he was like, yeah, I think I love you too. Um, did your heart sink? No. My heart actually was so happy. <laughs> so why did y'all break up? 
He cheated on me. How did you know? Um, he sent me an email about it. What? He was in. He was studying abroad in Japan, and I was studying abroad in Mexico. And we were about to see each other in three weeks. He was gonna fly to Canada to meet me and my parents for a long vacation. And um, three weeks before that happened, he sent me a long email saying like. Um, you and I both know that we're not right for each other. Mm. And this is after like three months of us talking almost every day and him saying how much he loved me and missed me. And then all of a sudden this happened and he's like, to be honest, like I met someone and I just can't deny the connection anymore. And um, I just wanted to tell you and I swear nothing has happened. And then the next day, so I got this email and I'm like, you know, that's my heart sank. Um, and then the next day I saw on Facebook that they were in a relationship and they had a bunch of pictures of them together and kissing and stuff. Dang. And I'm like, so you like explicitly lied to me. Like you went out of your way to tell me just a big fat lie that you hadn't done anything with this person yet. And now you're in a relationship with them. Um, so that felt Would you say your gross. heart was broken? Did My heart was broken. Break oh, me. Man. Let's let's walk through the brokenness. How do you know? Like, what did you feel? Uh, tears or just tears? Like a train was, hit you. Tears. I was sick to my stomach. Um, I did not sleep that night. I couldn't stop thinking about like what sh- what he liked about her versus me. Like, oh. what did I do wrong? Um, and then I was just, I was devastated for four months. I was like could not get myself out of it every song was about me suddenly i was writing poetry on my phone you what know? year was this uh 2013 so that's when kanye west dropped um love lockdown no. no 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 that's when he dropped a. um it was the life of pablo the life of pablo I don't remember that one. What song was like on your head in 2013? What song did you feel like was always about you? Oh, you know what? It was actually 2014. 14? <laughs> yeah. So 2014. It was 2014. and. What but you're in Mexico, right? I was in Mexico. Yeah, I was studying abroad. It's the summer of 2014. So 2014, actually, Kanye West did not. Oh, Wait, 2000. Yep, that was Jesus. What year was it? Yeah. 2014. That was when Kanye was starting to go. Yeah. Bound to. Bound to. Bound to. Bound to. Bound to fall in love. (laughs) He had a song called Bound. That's when he had Kim. That's when he met Kim. Oh. And got Kim back. Yeah, I think I was um, done with being a Kanye fan long before that. My last, I And you're from Chicago, too. Yeah, I knew every song, I knew every word to every song on his graduation album. And now that was it's the last re- Now time. it's coming back to me. That's what we bonded about. Really? Yeah. Remember you were sleeping, I said, wake up, Mr. West, Mr. West, oh, Mr. West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I'm from Chicago. And then that's when we're just like, what? <laughs> and we talked about Kanye for a while. <laughs> we did. Aw. His first Thanks, album. Kanye. His first album. Was not graduation. That was first album was uh, college dropout. Yeah, yeah, and that's when he sang uh, "Jesus Walks." Because one time we all were at the pool because mm-hmm. your group came with my group, and it was like during like July Fourth. Yeah, you were making me so mad well, well, at that fucking pool party. I don't know. You were saying all the wrong things. I was, I was like, like, "You're, do- you're just doing this to bother me, just to get by, stacking money." <laughs> <laughs> 
Ugh, you were yeah, you were being a dick on purpose. It was annoying. No, I like challenging people. I know that sometimes when you know. Oh, you know what it was? I remember. I liked you. That's what it was. I liked you. I had a crush. I was like, this guy. Let me basically let me just talk at him. Now I'm realizing talk at him for two hours and tell him all my secrets. And then you didn't do anything and you were talking about lady and yeah i think i didn't want to i was like yeah jared's a friend but i think i wanted yeah i think i liked you i personally think yeah. right i tell people all the time i think some people confuse being southern with being with what? people being interested sometimes people say like, you give off these vibes i was like i'm just being nice what i was like i'm just being nice i know what it's like being in a country you're by yourself you're not speaking of anybody yeah but on these trips like two people talking for long periods of time about intimate details of their lives that means they're gonna get married where did that come from i don't know my own conditioning at jewish summer camp and shul and going to israel that's yeah. what happens. I think that, yeah. I think since I was not from that Jewish thing, I was like, nah, man, I'm out here. I'm well, now like, you know. That's, the, like, that's the message you're sending. I was just like, nah, I'm just out here being friendly to everybody. I'm just being nice. No, no. I bet I bet every other girl that you talked to was like, oh, I know Jared's into me. I, 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 would, doubt, I would doubt that. <laughs> I think when people just like, no, Jared's just a really nice person. I think when people, people from my neighborhood or people from all the people I grew up with, mm-hmm. they're all the same, just like me. Well, like, I'm sure, yeah. Meaning that, like, when I meet them... You had to learn it from somewhere. <laughs> no, I was not even learning from somewhere. I was just like, no, these... Like, when I meet these chicks, I was like, oh, no, they, that's how she is. She's just friendly. But would she tell you that she was just friendly? I just know those vibes. It's just like, I think when it's established... So, so you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. You're like, oh, I know. I know that she's just being friendly. And you have actually no idea because she never told you. You've just decided that in your head. And the girls on the Israel trip were doing the same thing. They've decided that you like them because they were picking up certain vibes from the culture that they grew up with. So you can't blame them for that. I think that since they knew that I wasn't the only Jewish dude there, they probably thought like, oh, he's he's not about this at all. Ah, you know what I mean? No, I think ev- you're wrong. Every everybody was just like, "We're trying to meet Jewish men." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, good. Well, I'm good. I don't got. I got my person. I'm just out here, just out here setting people up. I'm just yeah. out here throwing the ball to you, being puppet master. I'm just sitting there. I think because I introduced you to you and that that dude, that Andrew. Oh, he was so guys, hot when you guys hooked up. I was like, "Hey, I'm telling you, he's feeling you, man. I think he's. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. said he wants the barbecue and the steak. Yeah, you were playing. You were playing matchmaker, like a good Jew." Uh, yeah, I think I just know my role. I was like, I'm just here to have fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to kick it, and have fun. And manipulate people. I wouldn't say manipulate anybody. <laughs> I was like, I was just, <laughs> I was just sitting there like having a good time. Everyone's like that. I forgot who I was talking to. I forgot what of my friend's name. It's just like, I think it's, it's like, you're just not from this world, Jared. So people, when they meet you, they don't, they've never met anyone like you. So it's easy for them to think. That you're just, I was like, no, I'm just literally do you think? What do you think she was talking about? What do you think she was referring to when she said that? Me and I have been friends for like 12 years. Oh, I thought this was someone, oh, this was a, someone that you taught with. Yeah, like some like people that I know, like yeah. they know like immediately. It's like, no, Jared's just, we've never met a person like this. I think sometimes <laughs> that when you are a mystique to people. When you're a mistake mystique to people? Mystique. Mystique. When you're okay. mysterious to a person. Right. People are drawn into that mystique. Mm-hmm. 
And when they're trying to figure out and they can't figure out, they're just like, well, I like this person. I like everything about him. He's mysterious. Mm-hmm. He's loving. He's caring. And it's just like, that's just who I am. I agree. And I think that anybody that talks to you and meets you is going to get that vibe and is going to love you. And I, I didn't mean for it to sound like I know I was giving you shit, but I think what I meant by that was people liked you for that reason. I think that. I think when you say you were more jealous as a friend, I think you have to say that one because we were friends already. I think you're forcing my hand here. I think there was part of me that liked you and part of me that wanted you as a friend. I enjoyed our friendship, like purely friendship. That's what I enjoyed. But I think there was another part that I was like, I guess I'm flirting with him. I guess that's what's happening here. Does that make you uncomfortable? It doesn't make me uncomfortable. That's great. I'm a beautiful man. That's what a lot of people tell me. And I'm glad we can talk about it then. Beautiful man. Mm-hmm. You are. Beautiful man. Good eyes, good teeth, good mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. Good teeth is important. Good teeth is important. My grandma taught me that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to edit out now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. No, just enjoy it. <laughs> is this a lot? It's That's not a lot, but I think that my intentions are always to be friendly. So when people mm-hmm. give me vibes that aren't friendly, I still just like, oh, we're just friends. Mm-hmm. I think people have to, I think people have to understand just like, oh, Jared's just here for friendship. And once they get that, they're like, okay, this is just, he's a friendly person. Because yeah. when you're alone in a different country, mm-hmm. people are going to gravitate towards each other very fast. Mm-hmm. So it's just like within the first time you meet with somebody, it's like, oh no, this is going to be my guy that I, well, people are always looking for connections wherever they are. And I think, like, I I know that. And, like, growing up has been a gift in that way that, like, not everything is, like, you know, school politics. Like, oh, right. they like they, they like each other. They are hanging out. Or, like, um, you know, not everything has to mean so much. Right? I th- and that's what I, I learned that when I moved to Tokyo. Because when I was in North Carolina, I thought that. Right. As soon as a girl talked to me, I'm like, nah, what's up? What's up with it? And she's right. like, what are you talking about? I was like, what do you mean? We just freaking shared. I just freaking gave you some. I just gave you my freaking my hot pocket. What do you mean? What am I? Am I crazy? And then when I went to Japan, I met this girl named Lizette. And I remember she gave me the DVD of Hook. She taught me how to burn. She taught me how to burn <laughs> And that's DVDs. when you started giving DVDs out to people. And then I was like, oh, we're just friends. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize my friend knew, like, he's from, he's been here. He's from North Carolina. He knows nothing about the Japan culture. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're friends. Right. Like, I know the vibes if someone gives me that, if they really like me and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I know the vibes of just people who don't know. We're going to be friends for a very long time. Right. And I always put the put it out there like, no, I'm getting to know you because I want to get to know, am I going to be this person's friend for a long time? Mm-hmm. I will never try to get, if I wanted to hook up with someone, I would never know anything about them. Really? They would know never nothing about me. Um, I'm a little bit offended by that. I feel I take like offense to that statement. You I really, you really feel that way, that you wouldn't want to get to know anyone that you hook up no, with. I, back in the day when I was a dog, I was all the way the dog. I was. You just were okay. You were a dog. dog. I was straight dog for real. No, okay. when I first met my lady, she didn't even know my first name. I told her my name was Sasha. <laughs> that was my name because in, of Borat. Borat. Not, that was my name in uh, or. Orlando. So me and my best friend, his name is Sasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were out there in the streets, or when we're out there just you know being adolescents, mm-hmm. or just meeting girls and stuff. One time we met these group of girls 
and they asked him what his name was. He goes, my name is Jaron. Mm, and I was like, you switched. give girls my name? He goes, yeah. I was like, I give girls your name all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it takes, I don't think, I personally believe that no one should know anything about you. Nothing. I would never try to get to know a person because I don't want people to feel like, oh, he's really into me. Yeah. Because um, if I'm into you. You think that if you give someone your real name, then they'll think that you're into them. I'm That's not saying if I give someone a real name. I say, if I'm investing more than what it, what it is. Why is giving someone your real name, like, investing? I think that when a person, especially, like, there's people still in Orlando that still call me Sasha when they see me. What up, Sasha? What up, big dog? What up? Yeah, doesn't that get confusing? No. Do you ever, do you, like, regret giving them a different name? Uh-uh. I don't care. Hmm. I mean, it was just like at the time, I was like, I'm out here having a good time. I don't, I'm not catching feelings. I'm not doing anything else. You don't even know my real name. So how can you fall for me? You know nothing about me. I really think that anyone that's ever fell for me before back in the day, it's a, they fell in love with the perception of me. Hmm. They fell in love with what they think I am and what they think I could be. And like, you don't know my first name. You don't know my mother's name. So you don't think that's real love? No. I feel like anyone that has fell for me before, they fell, they fell in love with the idea of me. Okay. I was saying like, oh, I could see this guy yeah. at my family reunion. I could see this guy meeting my mother, meeting my family. I feel like I could see this guy doing everything. Mm -hmm. And I was aware of that. So I let people know when I ended that part of my life, mm -hmm. everyone that I met, I was always like, this is, this is what a friend looks like. A friend cares about you. Mm -hmm. A friend wants to know your well-being. A friend wants to know, how are you feeling? And I, I want to know friendship. Yeah. And I think so many women, not in general stereotype, I think a lot of women aren't used to a man being that open. Yeah, can, I mean, and so that's... So they assume that, oh, he wants to be with me. It's like, nah, he's just trying to... S I'm over here pushing you towards other dudes the whole time. I've been pushing, and I was like, hey, you want to meet these girls? They're yeah. all single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all out here. And I, now that I've known you, I I trust that that's who you are. And But I, I think it's also just like a reflection of shittiness towards women in general that they... Um, that's the vibe they, I got from you, because you're like, what is like one dude you smacked in the face... When? when you're like, don't dance with me because you, what did you say to him? Somebody was dancing with you. And I was like, why did you just yell at that guy? Mm -hmm. And you're like, he's giving me vibes like he wants to be with me, but he doesn't. Yeah. So don't do that to me. And I, I was like, I was like, y'all just dancing. Yeah. I think that like. You like had him I, face to face and you're like scolding him in a club. Yeah. I was and protecting I was like, myself. I was like, I was like, yo, chill. I was like, chill. No. Yeah. <laughs> and you yelled at me. I'm not chilling and give me your phone so I can. <laughs> Where are you? Let me log into my Google, my, yeah, G my, my Gmail my Facebook, account. You were logging into your Gmail account. <laughs> and I was like, what the freak is up with you, man? I was like, just everybody's chilling right now. Uh, and you're like, you don't understand. No, there was guys this guy. It was the fucking dude that was like, we fucked outside you on guys, the kibbutz. Let's, uh, you guys hooked up. At we a, hooked up and on the, um, on the kibbutz. And then we hooked up maybe one more time after that. And then it was the end of our trip. Oh, yeah. He fucking came. He was living in the desert. He was living in the Negev. Yeah. And he took a bus for like, I don't know, eight or nine hours up to where we were in right. um, Tzfat. And he spent the weekend with us. And we went skinny dipping in the Kinneret. And he was just like, he had stayed a real, with us. Yeah, 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 like it a felt love. like a little romance thing. And then <clears> the last weekend, he totally blew me off. 
and I was like indignant and very upset about it. And like when I saw you again, because we would see each other like once every, like once. We every probably saw each other three times the whole summer. The whole summer, but yeah. with those three times, we'd always like catch up and like what's going on here. It was a great. You're like time, I met yeah. a guy, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's nice. Well, he he was hot. Do you remember him? He was yeah, very yeah, good yeah. Looking. He was. Uh, yeah, he tried to roll with me. I think he was like talking to me the whole time. He tried to be a good. Well, a hot, yeah, you were the coolest summer. one in the whole. He wanted to be a part of hot hot male summer. <sighs> you don't even know. You're very. You were very popular on the trip, but and you do know that probably. People always hit me up and was like, "What's up, Gerald? Like, what's up? What's up, Playboys? What's up with you boys?" <laughs> I think it's because uh, uh, Molly, Molly, she works with me. I don't know if you met Molly before. She's I don't like, remember. she's in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and like, like we're all like super close. I was like, "Yeah, I remember we're in Israel. Like, we're close right now." Right. But I was just like, I know what it's like to be around people. I was like, my whole vibe was just like, I'm not gonna let people think I'm better than them. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to have a good time. Yeah. I'm not here to judge. If people want to throw their platypus around, throw it around. Who cares? <laughs> I'm not, but yeah, everyone seems like they're just throwing it around out here. And I think you, there's a lot of pressure when you go on these trips. And you were just like, I met a guy, and I was like, what? What does he like? Does he treat you nice? And you're like, he's hot. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. And then the next time I saw you, you were like, F this guy. He's giving up. I was like, whoa, whoa. Dude, I was I was young. I was- Were you 25? 24. 24. I think I was 27. I, 27, yeah. 28. Yeah, I was 24, and I think that I was, like, um, I was going into my second year of teaching, and I hated teaching, and I was stressed out and, like, wanted to just be treated nicely. There was a good, like, oh, that's probably why, cause I was just five or nicer. six years that I was, like, no one treats me well, and then you were really nice to me, and I was, like, oh, this feels good, and then when I figured out, like, we're friends, that felt even better. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the thing when people realize like, oh, Jared's just a friend, and like, oh, it's a whole lot. The pressure's off of you. Like, yeah, the pressure's off of them. Yeah, so I was like, hey, friend zone. Mm-hmm. I friend zone a lot of people. Hey, friend zone. Does that become a burden after a while? No, I think sometimes when I know, I think when people meet my lady, they understand when they see her because when people start seeing pictures, they're like, holy f, Jared, this is what you got. Yeah, that's what I got. Yep, that's uh, that's my ten piece that I got. That's my dime. That's my uh, that's my queen. I mean, she is beautiful, no, and you got very lucky. And, and I, I think you've known that for a people long see, like, time. people say I got lucky. I was like, I didn't get lucky. I was like, I knew what I wanted. Like, I'm not lucky. I think that we're both, we're both lucky. Are you saying that you? Well, yeah, of course. I'm a catch She's as well. lucky to have you. Come on now, come on. And you I better would, say that to the world. I would tell her the same thing. Yeah, I'm straight. I would. I'm straight catch catch twenty two out here. That's not, no. What does Catch-22 mean? I don't know, but I just saw it's a movie, Catch-22. Yeah. Do you want me to explain what Catch-22 means right now? So, okay, I think this is where this is where you cursed me out at the club, right? <laughs> because I was quoting Hook to you, and mm-hmm. you were venting about this guy <laughs> playing on you. And that's what I was laughing the whole time, because <laughs> we met three times. The first time, we had like a three-hour conversation. We met on the bus, and mm-hmm. we're having a good time. And then mm-hmm. like three weeks passed by. Then we meet again at July 4th mm-hmm. and we're like catching up. And that's when you're just like, you're like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I was asking what's wrong with you. I was like, are you hooking up with guys? You're like, what? Yeah. What do you think of me? I was like, I mean, this is what people are doing out here. Everybody's <laughs> freaking and geeking. <laughs> <laughs> what and do you think of me? <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, that's what you kept saying. Like, what do you think of me? I was like, freak, I don't know. I was, <laughs> I thought you were trying to have a good time out here. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah. Then the third time is like a Shabbat dinner. And the fourth time. It's like the closing ceremonies, and we're like, what up? Like old friends, what up? Yeah. And you're telling me about this dude. And then within like the last day, you guys are like fighting at a club, mm-hmm. and you're like, get off of me. 
you you embarrassed me and everything else. And then I was like, who's that dude that you're screaming at? That's the guy I told you about. And, yeah. then, and then I go, I said, oh, there you are, Peter. <laughs> and you're like, this is not the time. This is not the time. This is not the time. I'm trying to talk to you about my emotions right now. And well, you're just making all these jokes. You can see how that would be frustrating for me. I didn't know. I didn't know how serious it was. It's funny. This it was is funny, funny because thing. you were drunk. I think. Were you drunk? For sure. Everyone's drunk. They're yeah. all drunk. And I'm sitting like the sober dude. So mm-hmm. like they're all dancing. You guys are dancing on tables, right? Everyone's dancing on like tables and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was definitely dancing on tables. You had a video of me. Yeah. So this is alone. So I'm like the only sober dude. So alone and Mittal before they mm-hmm. get married. Mm-hmm. They're like dancing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did they get married? They got married to have a child. Oh, shit. They got married Good to have a child. Good for them. That's so, fabulous. So he's talking to me. He's drunk talking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or he's oh, tip, maybe he's, maybe he's tipsy talking to me. He goes, "Look how cool these Ethiopian guys are dancing so fast. They're probably <laughs> going to try to dance with Mital." I said, "No, they won't. Not on my watch. Watch me break this up." So I went over there, and I was like, "Some guy was trying to get closer." I was like, "I was like, come on back, baby. Come on, come on back." Oh, so then you're like, so "That's the guy. That's the guy that played me. That's the guy to do that." Mm-hmm. And then it's like he told me all the things I wanted to hear. He told me this. He pretended, and then next, you know, I looked at you. And I was like, "I was like, don't listen to that brainless fungus and that stinking fairy. I got pan sore. I'm the pan now. <laughs> you gonna take it away from me, Rufio?" <laughs> and then you just walk off. You just start walking on a train track, and then like, and I was, and you're like, "Give me your phone so I can log on to my Gmail account. I'm trying to delete his emails." I'm like, "What?" And then I feel like this is not how it went down at all. You but did, you, maybe it's funny. It's because a funny you're, story. You're Gmail, cause you're, yeah, because you're like, one is, you're doing something with Gmail. No, he had messaged me on Facebook saying, I'm doing Molly. Do you want to do some? And I thought we had talked about spending, like, I guess, quality time together that I was like, you were flipping out. And he forgot. And so I was upset about that because all he wanted to do was Molly. And I was like, I don't want to do Molly, but I guess I'm never going to see you again. And I wanted to send him that on Facebook, I think, something <laughs> passive-aggressive like that. And I was like, no, was don't do it. like, no, don't do it. <laughs> you were yelling at me, and then Mittal starts yelling at me because they're like, "Where? how far away are we? I was like, we're about four football fields away. <laughs> And then she's like, stop saying football fields. How about? I said, we're about 10 soccer fields away from. <laughs> so, so everybody was so mad at me the whole time. They're like, Jared, we're drunk. And you're the one leading us. And I didn't know where I was going. I remember I was taking pictures of these homeless people. Some homeless guy in a white, a white suit. And I'm like, hold on. Let me take a picture of this guy real fast. And like, Jared, can you please get us home? I said, all right, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. But I was like, I remember this hill. We gotta go across this hill like three times. You in the fucking hills, man. Then we finally make it. And then I think then we're we're all saying goodbyes because you had to go back to Oakland, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm staying here. And you're like, what? I said, like, I'm just gonna stay here for like a month. And you went to Greece with Adam. No. Jordan. I went to Egypt. Egypt. We went to Elat. Me and Adam became friends. Mm-hmm. And then I was telling you, I was like, I said, look, don't worry. I was like, we're going to be friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what? I was like, I promise, we'll be friends for a long time. Like, we're never going to see each other again. Because everybody was like, people are just crying and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, no, don't worry. We'll be friends for a long time. <sighs> did I cry? I don't think I was Yeah, crying. you did. Really? You were crying. All those people were crying. Probably because I was hungover. But I was like, since I've moved around so much, mm-hmm. I was like, I'll see people again. This world is very small. Yeah. 
agree. Then my friend Jonas, I was like, my friend Jonas lives in Oakland. He can come see you. Mm. I know, and you texted me about it. I was like, who is this guy? Cute guy, too. Yeah. Oh, well. So. I'm dating Justina now. Before we go to Justina. But wait, I have to, what time is it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Can we pause for a second? <laughs> okay, so you started meeting Justina. Justina is Laura's girlfriend. Yeah. And it's very interesting how you guys met. You yeah. said you met at a cuddle party. No, we met at a sex positive orientation, okay. which you have to be. You have to be a member of this organization, and in order to be a member, you have to apply, and then you go to orientation. And basically, it's just like a sex um, positive club, and you do. Um, they have events. They have like thirty, forty events every month, and. Um, it's all about like expressing yourself in a way that's like no judgment. Um, it's just community. Like you're welcomed no matter what, no matter what you want to do, how you feel, all these things. And basically everything's on the table. Um, but there's different levels. So like, um, you can't, it's not just like you're going to these parties and everyone's just having sex. It's not a swingers thing. Okay. So, so level one is open to the public. There's like discussions about polyamory, about, um, you know, body positive, uh, whatever stuff. And then um, level two is only open to members and that's where cuddle parties happen. It's not sexual. It's just like you're getting, um, you're getting kind of, intimate with someone but not in a way that's like romantic or sexual so people um, are like le- are you guys this is a big massive bed on the floor like what is basically walking? yeah there's a lot of pillows on the floor um a lot of blankets and then for the first hour we did we talked about like boundaries and how to give consent and how to ask for consent so what are the boundaries at the cuddle party so the boundaries were that like there's no, you can't be nude, you can't um, penetrate anybody, you can't, um, it's not sexual, you're just cuddling. It's not platonic, because it's like, you're, you know, you're getting close with someone, you're making contact with someone. Is there a lot of dudes in there? Yeah, yeah. So dudes there were cuddling. a lot of dudes. Dudes cuddling with other dudes, yeah. But and they're not gay at all, they just want to Well, meet. not necessarily, I mean, so it's just not people want to talk intimately. It's talking and touching like cuddling is such a high. I got out of that and I was I just felt I felt high. It's actual. It's an actual chemical released in your brain. I don't remember what it is, but there, it's called the cuddling chemical. So can you tell when someone's first time cuddling? Can you tell the first time people are they like walking around the room? Yeah, they're nervous. And then someone's like, can I cuddle with you? Yeah. And then there's like veterans of the place so they'll come up to you and be like hey do you want to do the mama bear with me what is the mama bear so the mama bear is like if i were like lying down against the you know something behind my back and i had my legs out and then you were to come in and like lean against my chest lay forward on your legs no lean back oh we call that the love and basketball the love and basketball yeah oh that's that's cute yeah how he was sitting there holding her yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. the mama bear. Okay, what's the next pose? The mama bear. And then there's planking. So I would just be on my belly, like lying flat um, with my legs out. And then you would come on top of me and lay oh. on top of me. And that's the first one. So the f- when we broke out after the activities, Justina turned to me 
this was like our first kind of time hanging out she turned to me and she's like can i plank you and i was like (laughs) and it was my least favorite i was like i don't know about this pose it doesn't feel like it would be comfortable but then she got on top and i was like oh wow yeah this is Is she talking to in your ear while she's planking you um we did a little bit of like oh yeah this feels good yeah are you comfortable is this okay if i put my hand here is it okay if i move a little bit this way that way you know you have to like check in at every single moment um so are there like cuddle trains where like people just keep cuddling and cuddling and yeah okay yeah so like there would be you know the spooning and then someone would come up if i was the little spoon they would come up to me and be like can i be your little spoon or Mm. they would come up to the person behind me and be like can i be your big spoon and get in there and then everyone has to agree um this all level one this is all level two What's level one? Level one is just like talks. It's open to the public. So Are people just sitting down talking? Basically, yeah. So you went to level two? I went to, I'm in level two now. And Did level you want to go to level three or are you just done? I'm okay with level two just for now because like level three, um, there's just a lot of men in the group. And I am not. Does that make you uncomfortable being around men? Uh, yeah, right now I'm just like not in a good place to be around a lot of men. I just get you had your heart broken by a lot of men I don't like myself around men I tend to just become like this kind of giggling like babbling person that just wants to please the guy and I don't like that version of me so so your girl she goes you want to go on a date no I went up to her after orientation because like she just blew my mind she's so beautiful and I asked her, I was like, can I give you a compliment? Because it was all about consent, you know? And she was like, um, yeah, and was really weirded out. I was like, I just think you're, like, so beautiful. I just had to tell you. Um, she's like, that's so funny. I thought the same thing about you. And then um, we walked out together, and she was like, I just have to ask you before anything else happens, like, how old are you? Oh. I was like, that's weird. I'm 26. And she was like, okay, thank God. I just, I've been asked out by a lot of 19 year olds (laughs) recently. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to check and I was like, oh yeah, wow. Smart. Cause like I tend to get asked out by 19 year olds too. Who is this kid? (laughs) Um, And so from there, like she was very explicit from the beginning. Like, hey, I'm trying to date you. Like I'm trying to go on dates and do like romantic shit and like, you know, kiss and movie theaters or whatever and right. do fun stuff like that and i was like super into it let's do it um has she met your family yet or yeah how yeah. did they take that well i live with my whole family was I this your first time them you dating a woman mm-hmm. so they're just like yeah so i open think open to it or just my sister asked some weird questions but everyone's like on board with it um i think that it like we're a liberal family and I'm lucky enough that they don't really, they support me no matter what, which is cool. What would you say be the, have you guys had an argument before? Cause you guys are what a year in? No, we're like four or five months, four in. months in. Yeah. We yeah. have not had an argument yet. That's good. No. Well, I was nervous about it cause we're about to move in with each other. Oh, um, living in sin. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was like, we can't move in together. We haven't even fought yet. And she was like, I don't really, 
believe that. You know, we I have these crazy plan a wedding. You'll start fighting. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> plan a wedding. You'll start it. That's what's happening with you. We're not fighting, but we're just like we're like we're um we're we're cutting people out of the wedding. <gasps> so that's that's the fun part. Oh yeah, that's filtering it part. out. That's rough. We're just I'm just ha- I'm happy that you know I'm happy that we're I'm happy about the next phase of life. I'm just always. I just want her to feel comfortable in New York City. Yeah. Because it's a big city. It's a big city. And sometimes when you're here and you know what I mean, and you're alone, you f- sometimes it's easy to feel alone in a big city. I remember when you were, this was like a big topic for us in Israel. You were like, I love her. I want to marry her. But there's just, she wants to do her own thing. And she doesn't, she's not happy in New York. And I'm trying to make her happy in New York. And um, you weren't sure like, no, how I, to how to arrange the whole thing and i was like just let her kind of dictate what she wants to do and like if you really love her you'll let her do that. i know what we were talking about that's not what we were talking about no that was close <laughs> you kind of added some pieces to it <laughs> you're asking me why haven't i married her yet mm. and i said i wanted to get everything together because right now she would not be happy of my living arrangement in new york Ah, yes. Okay. That's why I was like, I don't have it together yet. You're like, have you looked at rings yet? As I got one. Right. I have one. You were planning on it. I was planning everything. So Mm -hmm. we're like planning the wedding. Like I was planning everything in my head, but I like to do things five steps ahead. Yeah. So I knew at the time she would not be happy living in New York City with my living arrangements. Okay. That's what that was. What we were talking about. That's what it was. Okay. Like like to add parts but I when, did uh, like to add parts <laughs> that sorry. sounded nice until I was like I would <laughs> I remember saying something you were like saying that. like you have to let her you have to let her and I was like yeah but at the same time I know that she's she'll be more happier when I have more things secure uh, yeah I yeah, was like I, I, just, I, was I just that was my first year in New York yeah and I you're was like skeptical. move her in now and I was like no I can't I gotta get stuff together I gotta yeah. I, I was like, yeah, you're very like impulsive. Like, no, you got to do it now. I was like, ah, uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I wasn't being impulsive. I was just skeptical of you being like, no, let me do this first before I let her come here. And I was like, if she wants to come here, you got to let her do it. It's Feminism, right. man. Correct. I understand that, but at the same time, I know that New York can be stressful when it's when it's it's a cold city. We're hot blooded people. We're from mm-hmm. the south. We're blooded, mm-hmm. hot blood, hot blooded people, and then everything fell into place like where it's supposed to be so i know when she gets here she have no problem making friends and stuff like that she's very sweet she's like the opposite of me i'm more like outgoing i'm mm-hmm. more she's quieter very she's like the definitely the yin and the yang nice so i know that she'll be in new york city and i just told her the first seven months just chill in the city yeah fall in love with the city you know what i mean you don't gotta do anything mm-hmm. if you want to work you can if you don't f it i don't care i got you fuck yeah that's so beautiful that's it so the wedding is in April. Am I invited? Yeah. I told you to come to Belize. You're just like, whatever. Oh, it's in Belize? Yeah, and then your oh, people are just, that's what I said. People can't come. People can't leave school <laughs> and stuff like that. That's what we're doing. So uh That's why you're doing it. That's smart. Hey. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna get out of, we're gonna get out of here. We had we are eventful. We can sum up this whole thing. Uh like it is. Lara Tico. Mm-hmm. Lara Tico is from Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. She grew up in a, she was a middle child. Mm-hmm. Middle child, her and her sister learned to love each other at the beginning. Are we going to summarize this whole thing? Enemies. Uh, <laughs> not have to sum up the whole thing, but we're going to get to the last part of the, what we do. We okay. call these the hill, the hilltop questions. Mm. Ready? Yeah. So answer the best of your ability. Okay. Do you believe in God? No. No. 
Do you have a favorite person in the Torah? Uh, yeah, Joseph. He was gay. What? For sure. Joseph had a wife and kids. No, he's super gay. Joseph in the Torah. Why would you say that? Give me. Why would you think that? Um, Is it because of his nice jacket? That's what you think? (laughs) (laughs) No, I read the red tent and I liked her version of the story better. It was all about Dina, the the youngest daughter out of all the, um, how many sons were there? Twelve sons? Twelve sons. Do you know what I'm talking about? Joseph and his brothers? His brothers that threw him in a pit, yes. Yeah, and so there was a daughter, Dina. This is in the Torah? This is in the Torah. I got to read the Torah then. And the Red Tent is an amazing book, and it tells her story because she's totally the left out of the Torah. Red Tent? Yeah, it's great. T, like a tent that you're inside? Yeah. Like red Tent. These questions are not made for me to debate. You're just, like, you're just saying what your opinions are, right? Yeah. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, when's the last time you had a nightmare? Um, recently. I've been having, last night. About what? I don't remember. I remember being scared, though. I don't know. Do you remember ni- your nightmares? I do, yeah. I remember nightmares. Ugh. I remember vividly. After I have a dream, I try to write them down. I write them down. Yeah, I used to do that, but um, I just don't want to... I stopped. I don't know. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> what is your biggest fear? Um... I don't know. Doing something to harm a client, to harm a kid. Accidentally. (laughs) This isn't a question, but would you consider yourself atheist if you don't believe in God? I don't consider myself atheist, no. What do you consider yourself in, just? Um, I believe in... I believe in, like, the divinity of people. And I believe in like human connection mm-hmm. and that like, I guess God would be like the um, energy that is connecting everybody and that lives within everybody. But it's not really a, the God that I was taught. Interesting. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you had a panic attack? Mm, probably last week. About what? What were you panicking about? Uh, one of my clients told me something really nerve wracking, like just really kind of risky. They were, they're in eighth grade and they just told me something that they had done. Why do you call them clients? Are you not a teacher anymore? No, I'm a therapist. What? Yeah. I'm going to school to get my master's social work. Cheese and crackers. I didn't even, (laughs) I was like, why don't you keep calling them clients? I get it now. You're the second therapist out on this show then. Really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. My friend Coco, she's a social worker as well. Oh, you wow. should listen to her. I'll send you her episode. Please. It comes out Ash Wednesday. Oh, that's cute. You know what Ash Wednesday is? It's something having to do with Easter and Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> do you believe in soulmates? No. Yes. I take that back. Yes. Have you found your soulmate? Um, I found lots of soulmates. You think there's multiple soulmates? Yes. And I believe that soulmates have nothing to do with um, romance or, like, uh, finding a partner. I believe that I've found soulmates in friendships. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens when we die? 
I think that um, if our soul like learned all the lessons that it was supposed to, that um, we go into the next life. <laughs> all right. This last question is a serious question, right? This thing is called who These are you? These have all been serious it's questions. Like a, a series, series. Oh, a series question. So it goes like this. Okay. It's called who are you? So the whole goal of this question is to go beyond yourself and find who you are. Okay. So we'll do an example. You're going to ask me, who are you? And I'm going to respond back. Ready? Who are you? Jared Waters. Laura Tico. No, no, no. Oh. You're going to keep asking me, who are you? Oh, who are you? Right? Okay. Two-time wrestling champion. Who are you? A lover. Who are you? A fiance. Who are you? That's how it goes, right? Got it. Yeah. So I want to ask you that until you stop. Okay. Who are you? Laura. Who are you? A sister. Who are you? A daughter. Who are you? A lover. Who are you? A student. Who are you? An explorer. Who are you? Uh, curious. Who are you? Um, intelligent. Who are you? Um, a friend. Who are you? A confidant. Who are you? Um... A <laughs> a comedian. <laughs> All right, that's where we're gonna stop. It. <laughs> that's disrespectful. <laughs> disrespectful to our platform. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. this is my friend Laura. Tico. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disrespect you. No, I understand you, Laura. If you don't know, Laura has this. She has this thing where she i'm not going to say you try to appease people but your friends you always try to make your friends feel comfortable mm -hmm. and everything else and i tell you all the time never apologize to me for being who you are i know but you told me that that was disrespectful so that was when you said you're a comedian that's when if you said stand-up comedian i would have like slow down <laughs> but uh anyone can feel that they're a comedian mm -hmm. i think anyone has that entitled everyone has dreams so maybe maybe in the future you might be one <laughs> I, I don't only, have dreams of being a comedian. Only left Florida and left my house of living to do this full time. I but know. it is not you about take it me. seriously. Right? I shouldn't call <coughs> myself that. But like Laura is, she is my dear friend. I <laughs> always check on her once. I check on her a while. I always make sure to just check your mental space and just see how you're doing and see you how do. you're feeling. Yeah. Like the last time I checked on you, you were just randomly in the woods walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, do you remember I him? I was, I was with like, Willie. oh, Willie. <laughs> oh, that's free Willie. Yeah, that was weird. And then I was like, what is this about? And you're like, don't ask. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. But, uh, follow her. How can people follow you? Oh, no. Please don't. Uh uh. I'm going to put your a, no, Instagram and Twitter I'm up I'm there. I'm not an Instagram. I'm not a Twitter. I don't. I only like other people's things on Facebook. I Please don't follow me. Don't. No. I love you all, though. If you're going to listen to Jared, then you you must be good people. They're good people. Not listening to me. It's just it's all about other guests and everything else. Uh -huh. So if you want to find Laura Tico, like she said, she doesn't want to be found. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she doesn't want to be found at all. Please don't find me or follow me. I don't want. No. But I'll, I'll put her information out there if you want to do I think that I really think that you are a type of person that give people very insight. Mm -hmm. You've seen the world a couple times, and mm -hmm. you really – it's – Curious, very unique how you analyze the world. Thank you. So when I always want a different perspective, that's when I call you. I was like, oh, what do you think Laura thinks about this? <laughs> and you'll give me like a left, a very <laughs> left answer. And I was like, I think I was right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very yeah. good to get different perspectives. And she literally wears her heart on her sleeve. Oh, thank all you. All the time. Thank you. And I truly appreciate our friendship. 
and I, well, you're not coming to my wedding because you no. let us know that. But you're definitely more than welcome to watch my little kids. Okay. Uh, just oh, don't, yes, yeah. Just don't spank them. We don't no, no, believe no. in uh, 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 your people spanking our people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's fair. That's I'm fucking just, fair. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is one man in one tree hill. Uh, this is Laura Tico, ladies and gentlemen. This is my wonderful conversation with her. Yeah. We're going to catch her when she comes back to New York City in mm. another year. Yeah, thank you. Farah Jaka. Live on the podcast on One Man, One Tree, One Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I said, I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'll be the next Jamar Neighbors. Yeah. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta break that thing over she wants it private but they're not even together right now so we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months uh ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the podcast my name is jerry waters and i'll catch you next time like subscribe rate the podcast have a wonderful night wonderful day whatever you're listening to i'll see you soon